Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Okay, it is Faithful Fridays, Brandon, so that means, and maybe this is the first one of the year, maybe it's the second, doesn't matter. The rule's still the same. Don't use any bad words, Brandon. Faithful Friday. We, as we like to do on Faithful Fridays, we tune to our good friend, Richard Rohr, the Center for Action and Contemplation. You can find our good friends at the CAC.org. They're doing a series called The Prophetic Path, A Journey to the Heart of God. Let me read uh, one of Richard Rohr's recent segments. Quote, in many ways, I think part of the explanation for perhaps the powerlessness of much of modern Christianity has been that it has lost touch with the Hebrew Scriptures. In particular, we have lost touch with the prophets. When we lose the sense of the prophets and their vision, we enter a very overly spiritualized interpretation of Christianity. The prophets kept the Word of God earthly. They kept it whole. They kept it real. They would not let us divide earth from heaven. They put heaven and earth together, and they said, it's all one. So when I think of the prophets, Brandon, I think of like crazy guys running around yelling at everybody, telling everybody that they're doing everything wrong. That seems fair. I mean, I think there was a, an element to that. So, you know, typically on these shows, and by the way, this is our very first one of the year. The last oh. one of 2022 was the very first God talk we ever did about Father Roar. So it's sort of a bookend of that. Rather than me going off on prophets, I'd love to hear what you think of when you think of an Old Testament prophet. I mean, other than a crazy guy running around, what is your thought when you hear about the prophets? Well, I did. I really do kind of truly as like growing up Obadiah and such. I kind of thought they were the crazy bearded people wearing sackcloth running around telling everybody on earth they were doing things wrong. But I do like this idea of what Roar is telling us that they're the ones keeping it real. They were the ones... Which, by the way, is complete. One of the things that Richard Rohr has done for my life is say that heaven is here on earth. God, humans, everything that goes on is all the same. There's not some heaven that I'm going to eventually get to, and it's going to be way different than where I'm living now. And so I like this idea that the prophets, of, if I go back and read them, read the Bible, Brandon, are going to keep it real for me. Hmm. I think the problem I have with this reading, uh, it's interesting because it's from a it's from an, a a lecture he gave back in the eighties, and I I struggle with this because when I think about prophets, I, I always struggle with the idea of so we've got this this text that was written thousands of years ago, that you've got an Old Testament and you've got a New Testament in the Christian world, right? In the Jewish world, it's a little bit different, but um, the prophets in the Old Testament were the people that were sort of keeping the Jews of Israel. Uh, or the Jewish people in line with God's covenant with them, right? That was the idea, the basic idea. What I struggle with this is is we say, you know, we, we've got this Bible that we subscribe to or ascribe to or whatever you want to put it as, as modern Christians. And I think about what about mo- people that have claimed to be modern prophets, Joseph Smith, uh, David Koresh, yeah. right? I mean, those people say, hey, I'm a prophet. I'm here to, t- I'm here to wake you up and keep it real for you. Uh, but we look at them, we're like, well, that guy's just a nut job. So how do we, how do we, I guess I struggle with that in the modern context. Like, what do I do with that? What do I do with the person that says I'm a modern prophet, as opposed to somebody from the Old Testament who's thousands of years removed from anything I could prove or disprove? Uh, what's the difference between those two? Well, here's what I would say is the difference. Anybody that calls himself a prophet today is not a prophet. 
that's it. Why would Isaiah be different than, you know, Joseph Smith? Uh, well, I mean, once again, I don't necessarily understand the, the exact historical circumstances of one of each of those people, right? right? Biblical times versus Joseph Smith. Here's here's how I like to answer that. To me, a modern day prophet to me is Bono. I really think Bono, I remember in my very hardcore evangelical days in the 90s thinking, Bono is crazy. He runs around with all these different world religious people. He doesn't talk about Jesus enough, blah, blah, blah. But yet he helps the poor and goes to presidents and leaders around the world and tells them that they're wrong. I think Bono is a modern day prophet. And the reason, number one, that he's a prophet is because he doesn't say he's a prophet. Uh yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you there a little bit, Lawrence. And and the reason I say that is that there's a very clear definition of what a prophet is, right? Mm. A prophet is, in a sense, a teller of truth. Like, so they say, I received this message from God, and God says, go and do this, or do not do that. Jesus, you could argue, was a prophet because Bono is just doing what Jesus told us to do. So you could say that Bono is living out a life, uh, a Christ-like life, I would, I would get that. But Bono's not coming along saying, "Hey, man, I received this word from God, and this is what God I, wants us to do." And I think he has. I think he does. And I think he goes and tells presidents and leaders around the world they need to give forgive countries of their debt. Right. And I understand. That, but do you think, think he, does he say that's from God? Uh, that he actually I mean, heard the voice of God tell him to do that? Well, I mean, I I don't know that for sure, but he's he is speaking on some moral authority. He does go to the president of George W. Bush and say to him, "For some reason, I think you need to forgive Africa's debt." Like what it? Uh, but George I think Bush Jesus says, would have done that. My point is that's just an acting out of the teaching of Jesus. In this uh, article, it says. The prophets speak out of a deep experience of God. It seems somehow that they have entered into the heart of God. They are bold and brazen enough to almost dare to say, I have seen God. I know what God thinks. I'm going to tell you what God thinks. It takes a strange kind of self-confidence and even inspiration to be able to speak with the self-assurance of the Jewish prophets. And that's where I draw the line. I'm not saying I know the answer to it. I'm just saying that's very different than somebody that says, I live out my life as Christ would live out my life or have me live out my life. Well, here's what I would say. Prophets must be speaking on behalf of goodness of the earth, right? If they do anything other than that, they're not speaking from God. So you could argue Brigham Young, Joseph Smith, were they speaking on the behalf of the goodness of God? I guess there's some gray area there. David Koresh, certainly not. He was not a prophet. James Jones, not a prophet. So you could, I feel like there is a little bit of a delineation line of what a real prophet is from God. Perhaps. I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, I do yeah. think these were prophets in the Old Testament, but I'm just saying that there was no test for them. We, I mean, we could look at David Koresh and say, uh, here's the story of this dude. He's a nut job. Joseph Smith made this stuff all up, right? I mean, we could, we could look at that and say pretty easily, definitively. By the way, millions of people disagree and think that Joseph Smith truly was a prophet. But we could look at it as sort of outsiders and go, yeah, no, dude, you didn't have golden spectacles. You didn't have some tablets that you just conveniently dropped and lost in a well or something, right? There's just a lot of weird things that we could. Joseph Smith is close enough, historically speaking, that we can we could test for that. We can't test for Elisha or Isaiah yeah, yeah. or Obadiah or Amos or whatever these prophets might be. So there is a level of we take this on faith that they are what they were. I don't think that's what Roar is pushing at here. I think what Roar is really saying is that we need prophets to be able to connect us to God. So what does that look like in a modern context? What do you, what does it look like to you 
to have somebody that connects you to God. I mean, you're saying it's it's Bono. I don't know if that works for me, but what does a person in the modern era do to find a prophet? Well, I mean, not to make this overtly spiritual about us, but you have been a prophet to me in times when I've needed to be told a told a very strong truth. You've told it to me. No, dude, that's that's no, that's a confidant. That is a that is a, a maybe a, a guide, whatever you want to call it. But I, I have never once claimed in my life to have heard the voice of God. Well, I've never heard that. I had one person tell me when at a church that we both went to, when the pastor was making some pretty big claims, and I said to this person, yeah, this seems a little bit off to me. They were like, Brandon, this person's heard the voice of God. Have you heard the voice of God? But can anybody in this day and age, would, is there anybody you be, would believe that said when they said, I heard the voice of God, you'd believe them? No, but I that's don't think my I point would. is we take it on faith. I, I'm just saying, I, I but think like, in yeah, the yeah, we believe Obadiah. We believe well, that's my Obadiah point. Like, we believe because we have distance between us. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm saying we might have had we been at the time of Obadiah or Isaiah or whatever. We were like, hey, that Daniel, that dude's a freaking whack job. I'm not going to listen to that guy. I, I don't. I think that there's. I would almost love to have a rabbi or a priest come onto the show and explain to me the veracity of the Old Testament prophets or what a prophet is compared to what a modern prophet might look like. That, that, I, I'm really being serious when I say I don't have a clue on the answer to this one. It's, well, I so my thing it. would be, I, 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 I could simplify it like um, I've told you, like Richard Rohr to me is somewhat of a prophet in that he lives in a tiny little studio in New Mexico. And when he's talking, he's always talking about the good of God. He's not trying to promote his brand. He's not out there trying to get power. He's not trying to get people to drink his frozen Kool-Aid so they all die. It's about God, and he's not gaining anything. That's a prophet. It's about God, and you're not gaining anything. Anybody else is not a prophet. Huh? Well, I, I don't know if, if Roar would say that he speaks with a prophetic voice. That's Once again, he can't because then he won't be a prophet. But, but, a pro- but a prophetic voice means says, God has told me this, and you need to do this. Well, so, but I just don't think we're never going to, we're never all going to agree what a prophet is. I'm sort of saying this is Larry Olson's definition. Mm. Right. I think everybody will have their own definitions. But um, uh, Greg Boyle, who's the pastor yeah. of the gangs in Southern California, I remember hearing him on a fresh air and saying that he lives in a cot in a warehouse. He's got nothing. All he does is go out and love gang members. That's a prophet. Do, trying to do good, not getting anything for himself. It's such a tricky business because who's that guy, uh, Francis Chan? He wrote all those books and talked to this good game. That I heard him speak once, and he said one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard a person say. He basically said, look, here's the deal, fellas. It's a room full of Christian men. Most of you are going to go to hell. I was like, what? Dude, you're, uh, you're telling everybody in this room prophetic. that's doing the best prophetic. they can. You know, I was like, that dude would have said, yeah, I'm a prophet, and uh, you know, I'm a prophet of God. Maybe I misheard him. I'll give him a little bit of grace. But, I mean, you're right. There, Francis Chan might be, not be the best example, but I still struggle with the idea of what a prophet is. I really do. Well, so here is another one. I just want to add another one. You're not a prophet if in your house you have an elevator. I don't think you can be. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out. I don't think anybody with an elevator house probably would say they are a prophet, Larry. But I would like to thank you once again <laughs> for teaching me about things of which I do not understand. And I'd like to thank Father Roar for challenging us to think. Hallelujah.